episode today we're going to go over our last two games and then we have a crazy weekend and week full of mls recap how many games is that dave 17 games because uh, one of them was canceled due to uh the hurricane that's right but didn't but didn't they they uh put a score on that one still and we lost it well at least i'm not my no, I lost no, no score on i think i remember one. i think i remember seeing it like the next, the following day, the Sunday, they were like, "All right, end result was this." No, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's oh, what was it Houston? I rem- I just you remember getting a Kansas notification. City. That, that that game has to be no, made up. I, I'm thinking about the weekend before. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, you were thinking about the one that uh, that got Wasn't rain it? delayed by a yeah. day. The 48 hour that's, game. That's exactly the one I'm talking yep. about. Yes. They did okay. play that one. Yeah, I remember the next day. It was like I saw the result. No more. Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they actually played it out. They didn't just, like, assign a result to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they need to listen to balls and We all cool with this? We all cool with this one? <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. DC's at the bottom. Flip a coin. <laughs> all right, well, let's get started. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Club versus L.A., right? That's right. Columbus versus L.A. Um, guys, did anything of note happen in this game? Uh, let me see. Galaxy yeah, there was a game. few things. We still Galaxy lost, though. Loses. <laughs> um, let me see. Well, let me see. Something. I, I feel like there's a three-letter. There's a three-letter thing happening here. Uh, oh, it's not just. It's not only to if, for that game, though. Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> been uh, ever since it was implemented in the league. Yes. And uh, it has not. So that's been uh, three games now for us at, at least. At least, uh, there's been five different occasions um, where the Galaxy have been screwed over i guess you can say by var although to be perfectly fair four out of of five decisions (laughs) were rightfully corrected the only one that was uh you know very iffy at best because it was just plain wrong was cole's red card but this is the indicative of the season that we've been having um if you go back to any other season this would be turned into we got a lucky break and we got to call it go our way. Right. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, my, my theory on, uh, the, the bad run of form, the, just, just the colossal cluster that is this season is this is MLS. Uh, what MLS does as, as everyone, uh, outside of the LA galaxy fan base knows is that what MLS does is they bend all the rules just so the galaxy can benefit and be good. But then, on years that end in seven, they decide we're going to screw the galaxy over extra hard this year just to make up for all the other times. <laughs> That's what it certainly seems like. Because <laughs> we're oh. bad in 2007 and eight and nine and, uh, and eight. There, but but, you know, but let's, there's let's nothing like 2017. Man, there's I nothing mean, like we, this year. We are well on our way to becoming the worst team in the history of MLS. Worse than the <laughs> Miami feud. I mean, worse than the Tampa Bay mutiny, guys. Yeah, this is uh, beyond embarrassing. I know a lot of people at the beginning of the season uh, season were not optimistic going into it. Um, they had them just, you know, teetering. We, we, uh, we were above. not optimistic about this. Right. 
uh, teetering above that playoff line. I don't think anybody would have predicted that we would be in 21st out of 22nd places right now as we speak. No, um, nobody would. And we have a, a a pretty good shot. I mean, at after becoming, we've seen it throughout the season, then yeah. But. Right. Well, no, I, I just, I, I, you would have thought that there were a couple games in there that, like, look, you, there's no way you could lose this game, I mean, and we got was, one of them coming up. Yeah, uh, but that this was Saturday. in the begin. That was in the beginning of the season where we, when we were actually inching games, losing games by inches, I believe. But now it's it's nowhere near. These last five games with Siggy has been the worst, I believe. Only only um, one goal scored with Siggy. We then outscored one, uh, ten to one. In, in, in the five games, we've been outscored 10-1, to 1, that one coming uh, against Portland. Do, we, I'm the, like, we got a one? The Emma, the Emma Boateng <laughs> sizzling, uh, you know, sizzling dish or some bullshit that they put on it. Yeah, in, uh, on, on pretty Twitter. much the only positive the, thing oh, that has right. happened They're, in yeah, the, the last the promotion five for games. Sizzler. Yeah, the, the Sizzler promotion. And, but look, to be honest with now you. Now I want a steak. To be honest with you, that <laughs> Sizzler promotion is better than that weird uh uh, Terrence and Phillip thing that they have Geo doing with the Denny's commercial. Oh, I didn't see like that where they, one. Where half of his head comes yeah. off and, and, and he eats the, the Denny's plates. That's so Ugh. weird. Like, every time I see that, I hear, such a fucking face, Uncle Fucker. <laughs> um, man, what's going on with marketing over there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, <laughs> oh, man. Well, they're, let's they're, just get They're in. taking what they can get is what, they, what, they're, <laughs> what they're doing. Let's just go ahead and get into the game then. Uh, so we'll talk about the Columbus game first. They go into Ohio. And uh, they go down uh, 2-0, uh, as we have mentioned before. Uh, VAR strikes uh, in this game uh, three times, actually, <laughs> within a, a span of, what, 12 minutes, more or less? And okay, each that first 20 minutes in, was in, fucking nuts. In the 15th, the 20th, <laughs> and the 27th minute, there were instances where video review was put into play. I believe it's called video review. It's not uh, VAR. But no, they're shortening that, it, I guess, now. But that's dumb. We're calling it VAR. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, next so year we take we'll VAR out. Change, watch. If, we can have, if we can have <laughs> Gam and Tam, we're taking VAR. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. Uh, each of these go against the Galaxy. Uh, we have mentioned uh, Ashley Cole gets a red card. Um, I don't know what in the world uh, that the ref is seeing here. Th- this is one of the problems with with VAR is that it still relies on human perception and it can be off. Uh, I'm sure that there are people out there, um, not Galaxy fans, uh, that believe that that was indeed a red card and many people believe that there wasn't. It was a a wild fall, wild kick, but it wasn't nearly close to a red card. Not even even on National Red Card Day is that a red card. Yeah. (laughs) It really wasn't. I have no idea what the ref is seeing. But this is not new to uh, video review, and it's not just an MLS thing. I I can tell you that there's been several times where I'm watching a football game and a play is challenged. And so, you know, you look back at the replay, and they're showing it different angles, whether you're challenging if it's a catch or if it's a fumble or whatnot. And then the commentators are looking at it, and and they're doing their analysis. And then it's clear as day, oh, this call is going to get overturned. Like, you know, you can see it from this angle. Oh, yeah, yeah, look at this. And it's up close. And they have all the technology yeah. that the ref will have at his disposal. And they come back and say, the call's confirmed. And everyone's like, what the hell were they looking at? I mean, it's, it's clear as day. So the problem with video review is that it's still based on human perception. And unfortunately, like, 
like I said, it's just uh, a theme of the galaxy season. It just happened to bite us in the ass that the the one guy that mattered Five saw times. it. Yeah, saw it that you know he, it was a very malicious tackle, or he was the last man, or however it is that you want to spin it. Um, it none of those actually are valid. None of them make sense. Yeah. In, in no way, shape, he or just form was he that He just a wasn't going to overturn his red card. He just wasn't going to do that. Yeah, and to me, it's not... Well, he didn't He didn't issue it until after he, he looked at the video or he, he talked to Brett. That. He He initially told Ashley Cole that he was going to give him a yellow for that. Yes. And then he mm. turned to his ear and uh, I guess... Yeah, I saw, I yeah. guess with the official, although, there, although you're not allowed to ask about... Apparently, this is something that uh, I learned on uh, Guessman Show... You're not allowed to ask about VAR. Uh, uh, in like, you know, usually, like, there's a whole process for, for reporters to uh, ask referee, referee questions. They will, they'll, maybe they'll answer it if it's, like, submitted through the proper paperwork channels. But What? Yeah, it's, it's total bullshit. Uh, but you're not allowed to ask about VAR reviews. Uh, they won't what? answer any of those questions, which, is, to me, is, like, makes it even more backwards. Um, either it way, makes it seem all either way, he t- Ashley Cole said <laughs> Ashley Cole said that the ref told him he was going to get a yellow for the play, but then when he ba- went back to review, he deemed it that it was a red card. Um, a lot of people are saying that it was because it was denying a goal scoring opportunity, but to me, <laughs> that was a that was a, a just a mistime tackle, and because it happened, but it still so wasn't close a red. to the edge. That's a yellow card and a free kick, um, but the 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 VAR that happened for Jonathan Dos Santos to me that's more of a red than Ashley Cole's is a red. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. The one that that got a penalty kick, yeah. uh, because I feel like that was a more dangerous um, play and had a higher probability of it turning into a goal. And he didn't even get a card for that. He didn't even get a card, which is mm-hmm. mind boggling. And I even believe that that uh, was a mistake. I believe that that was outside the penalty box. I don't even think that should have been a penalty. Uh, that was close. I think I think maybe that's a penalty. Uh, again, it, th- this is the the problem where one person can see it one way, another person is going to see but, it another way. But that's part of the game, Lewis. And, it is, and, like, and like just like anything, like you can't make things too robotic. And although video review does bring in uh, an element of uh, you still have the perception, uh, like you were saying. Um, it's it's still part of the game. Like that's still part of the game. I think. I, I think if it was a you know uh, a one or a zero, then there's it, it makes the game more robotic. But at least there's a higher probability for you know even if it is a mistake, the mistake still holds, and that leaves the game up to random occurrences. I, I I'm one to say that. Um the VAR technology is maybe a little um, overdue. Um, but I also think that because of the type of season that the Galaxy is currently having, you, you got to figure, like, dude, what, what else? What, what else can you, you know, pile on our Well, that was it. We, we go back to that. We go back to our uh, My Cousin Vinny thing where it's like, dude, but, now we have VAR to worry about. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, VR, VAR was exactly the extra add-on in the in the second half of the season for us. Like, oh, nah, you, you guys are going to have enough problems. Let's give you this. <laughs> yeah, I well, mean, I, you know, I, there's I, more coming. Wait till we get to L.A. San Jose. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's just normal, same old problem every game. <laughs> so... <laughs> So for this game, as Bobby predicted, um, Santa, uh, uh, Columbus put the Galaxy under a lot of pressure um, to be to start the game. 
uh, which is what led to three VAR reviews. Um, well, one of them was a, a, a Daniel Sturris uh, slash Jao Pedro uh, goal that they called back. Rightfully, I think Jao uh, Pedro did get his uh, puffy hair to to that ball. Um, but, man, Kempin. He ducked. Ke- <laughs> Kempin, he ducked. Kempin had an incredible game, and they still managed to lose. Yeah. This well, game, a guy, the guy saved two penalty kicks. What more do you want, Galaxy defense? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I, 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 for the first for the first penalty kick, I was I was really afraid that his nerves was going to take over him, and then that he wasn't going to be able to get that because it wasn't that great of a uh, penalty shot. Yeah. But the second one, oh my god, I could not believe he blocked that, and and ah, but we still got scored. So on. let me back up just Another a little sh- bit. Um, <laughs> Kempin. Start this. Uh, starts this game. Um, Ryan Rowe did not travel with the team. Um, mm. It was a coach's decision. So Kempin gets to start. Diop is the backup, and Rowe yeah. is not even listed in the game. Um, so this is the second time in this season by two different coaches that w- where Rowe was taken off as the starter and into a backup role. Mm-hmm. And Siggy right, so, has put so, him into uh, a, a third. Uh, third keeper, not even the backup. So, who, so whose wife is Rose sleeping with? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not Siggy's, that's for sure. Yeah. So you know, I mean, at, at this point, you gotta. There, there's a couple things that you can say about this. Number one, um, if two different coaches has taken Brian Rowe out, obviously, is Rowe just not putting in the work in practice? I mean, we gotta figure that something's it, up it, here. It may Rowe, be that it may be something like that because I mean. I don't know what I see on the field. It's not like I see Diop doing it much better or Kemp. Well, Kempin, we've only seen what twice this season. Maybe like three or times or so. Three times now, but yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that was the one thing. It's like okay, well, Brian Rowe is gone at the end of the season. I think that's pretty oh, yeah. clear now. Um, if you had any, that's uh, the message I got. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, this is Siggy, uh, Siggy telling the front office, um, you need to get me a goalkeeper before next season starts. Um, he's already called out the front office and said, I need a center forward. So he's basically telling the front office, this is what I need. These are the tools I need for next season. You need to get, we you know. We also need a better midfield and a better back line. Well, whatever it is, I, we, I need a better we, GM. We need to, we need to basically <laughs> blow the team up. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, I, I mean, you know, that's just what needs to happen. Like, there's seriously, the more and more time goes on, I'm wondering how many of these guys are worth keeping. Um. Not many, not uh, Alessandrini, Legit, Cosmo. I mean, you know our favorites. <laughs> you know our favorites, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple. Of th- there's a good uh, list Bovitang. that that, that I can. Yeah. That that I'll say, okay, you know, I'll keep. But yeah, but I think at this point, that's not happening. You're not blowing this team up. Uh, you're no, locked I mean, in this team for for quite a while. Then you get back to the goalkeeper. The 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 point I was going to make um, with Kempin. So a lot of people were saying that Kempin is making a good case to. Uh, to be the starter. He's a young guy, um, much like the rest of the team. He's one of the guys like, oh, you know, does, do you take a gamble with him and mm-hmm. have him as your starter and say, and okay, maybe get a backup in case he goes down or whatever it is. Um, here's my opinion on Kempin. I'm sure that he's one of the bright spots that we've seen the past two games. It probably was like the only bright spot that we saw in the past two games. But... I'm probably going to have 
a lot of uh, heat for this. It's going to be an unpopular take. But for me, I don't think Kevin don't do is, is quite ready. He looks very jittery. He, he, no, he's, Look, he's shaky in the, in the top and, of the game. He's, he's just very because he's the LA's best keeper doesn't does it, make yeah. him an MLS caliber keeper. There you go. He's not. Yeah, no, I, I, I really minutes, don't agree. He doesn't have the experience. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and let me give you my, my takes on the penalty kicks. He's been in the league for a while. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think he should be our starter. I think it's commendable what he's done when he has stepped in. But to say that here, I'm going to give you the starting role. I think we're getting a little too ahead of ourselves. Everyone's really jumping on this, uh, on the two penalty kick saves. And here's my take on this. You guys have known this. I've said this to you guys many, many times. There is no such thing as a good goalie when it comes to penalty kicks. It's just a poorly taken penalty kick. And I've said it, I've said it to you guys several times um, off the podcast. I could right? agree with the first one, but I disagree I with you disagree on the second. With the second one. Uh, uh, you, you don't, you, well, you don't have to agree with me. I, I'm just saying that I've said it on the record that that is what my opinion is, what, what my stance is. So um, for uh, to take two penalty or to, well, any penalty kick, you don't have to be a good goalkeeper. I can get in there and stop a penalty kick. It's all about game theory. You have, nah. it's all about game theory. That's all it is. Which way do you think you're going to shoot it? Which way does he think I think he's going to go shoot it? And so on and so forth. Yeah, That's but it the also matters game. your speed. It also matters the speed. It matters your length. It matters a lot of things, Lewis. So if you just got on there and try to stop a penalty kick, I 100% for sure know you won't stop even it. If you no. knew where it was gonna, <laughs> even if you By knew where it was going to go, which, which, you will goes not to stop the, which goes to the back to the, you will not what stop I said. It. It's a poorly taken kick. If you put it in a spot where the goalie just can't do anything about it, you took the penalty kick very, very well. If you were able to fool the penalty you or the fool the keeper, you took a very good penalty kick. So it kind of goes All back right, to that finish, argument. Fin- finish anyway, your embarrassing and David, statement. You know that <laughs> that uh, when we played in like practices or recs, and I got in uh, to you know take like penalty shots, and I was the goalkeeper, I was stopping a. Not all of them, but I was stopping a yeah, good you amount. Were, you were stopping a good amount, yeah. That we're doesn't make me a good goalkeeper. But that also doesn't mean that you were going up against professional <laughs> no, players. No, I'm not. That, exactly. That's not what that's I'm saying. So the level has to raise in, bo- in I'm twofold. Not, okay. So yes. when you're playing poker against a like a pro, a pro pro that is elite, no matter how good of a poker player you are, you're not going to beat that guy. Right, right. I'm not saying that. No, no. I'm not saying that I can really just get in there and make a difference. I'm saying that. Just because you stop a penalty kick, it doesn't necessarily make you a good goalkeeper. You sure. have you sure. have no. But if you okay. stop two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, that's pretty good. No, that's, that's a, pretty good. It, you, luck is on your side, or you're, you're having a pretty good game. No, that well, uh, we lost two zero, so I can't really say like, he had well, a good okay, game. But he had a really he had good penalty kick stops. Yes, <laughs> goalkeepers are like forwards. Okay, you d- you only remember the 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 things that they do or they don't do, right? You have a, a guy. Yeah, who is yeah. absent for 70 minutes of the game, but he scores a goal, you'll remember him. Yeah. You have a guy, you have a, a, a goalkeeper who, you know, makes a big stop, you remember that. Right. Right? Right, right. So, yeah. so to me, Kempin, great game. Hmm. I say, uh, I say decent game. I say he stood up to the plate and he did his job. Yeah. The two goals that he was scored on, he was getting fucked over by his back yep, line. Exactly. So. Yeah. Exactly. He's been put. He's been put in bad positions. And that second goal, I mean, Columbus just carved the defense up like a Thanksgiving turkey. I mean, like they they didn't even have like the manual knife. They had like the electric knife. Like, brrr, that, like <laughs> that's what I heard when I saw that when I see the passes go I around. I saw a mess all of goal. a sudden. 
Um, yeah. Well, our defense is a mess. <laughs> uh, yeah, indeed, all indeed, the blood yeah. and guts all around. Um, you know, so there's a lot. There's a lot to think about this this off season and. But I'm just we talking about that game, one game. We have nine <laughs> games left in the season, Do and we? we're they're like, when's the off season I getting thought, here? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought we had just packed up I, all the bags no, already. <laughs> no, we we have not. No, I know we didn't. I, but I'm just saying. We have saying. not officially. Um, been eliminated mathematically from the playoffs. Oh so we God. do have a less than <laughs> 1% chance to make the playoffs. So yeah. if we're sticking yeah. with the poker analogies, you've got a pair in your hand, make it sevens, since seven happens to breath. be our, you know, our lucky number here. You got two sevens in your hand. You're going up against a guy who has, let's say, two tens, and he and flops sweating. a full house. So you need the two sevens exactly on your next cards to win this hand. That's what the Galaxy need to do. They need to win out plus have about two or maybe three other teams do exactly well, what needs to happen. Let's, let's, yeah. let's talk about the next game yeah. well, so before we get into that math. Before we get, before <laughs> we get into the next game, um, I, I want to ask you guys, do you guys want to continue on the next game or do you want to talk about what happened in between these two games? Because um, the Galaxy held a an event, a Q&A with Chris Klein for select season ticket members. And okay. uh, luckily for me, I was one of those select few. Um, so I got to go to this event as a representative of LA is Our House. Do you guys want to talk about that first, or do you guys want to go yeah. into the San Jose game? Go do that, do that. All right. So It's chronological. Chronological, yo. So, uh, so... <laughs> Klein comes out, and, and I'll say this. Where was this held at? This was held in the underground bar, which I had no idea existed, uh, across, oh, across the, uh, the tunnel from the uh, Galaxy Champions Lounge. Um, How ironic. Indeed. Uh, There's tunnels. It was, there were tunnels. <laughs> they had, a, uh, they, they had a, a couple of drinks available. Unfortunately, they only had Bud Light available for beer, uh, which yeah. I was very disappointed in. Um, I got Man. to talk to not only my new Galaxy season ticket rep, but also one of the guys who is uh, one of the like head sales guys. And I was straight up with them. I told them one, I told them about the podcast, and I told them like, look, you guys have screwed up this year. Like you guys, like there's there is no sugarcoating any of this stuff. Things are bad, and I don't envy them going into next year because they're they the team has made their jobs so much harder. Oh yeah. Um, so Chris Klein starts off, he, he addresses the crowd, and like I said, I'll say this about Chris Klein. He was very honest about everything. Um, he has... I think he has to be. He has a lot of guts to go out there uh, knowing that fans probably hate him right now. I think he has to be. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and he wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid. He gave out his email address, and he said whoever wants his phone number can come and ask him for his phone number. I did not. That's I didn't get his email. phone number. Um, That's a side email. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to me, that 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 takes a lot. And I and I did email him. I did email Chris Klein today, and he actually responded. Um, again, he doesn't have to do that. I'm just some guy, you know. We're just yeah, three guys that have a podcast yeah, that but have you know a couple hundred. It's, but it's not just it's not just us. He, he's he, the team is is infuriating their fans. Right. He, they have and, to and reach out. They to have the to make this effort. And he has to be the one to to, to face that. Now, from what I understand, yes. and I'm. David, I'm pretty sure you've said uh, said the same thing about Chris Klein, but I've heard from several people who know him or at least who have met him that he's a very nice, 
personable and even a you know charming guy yeah. to be around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, and I would imagine that being in the front office, that would probably be one of the qualities that you need. You need to be a people person. You need to be light. And uh, you also need to have played soccer. You need to have played soccer. <laughs> Uh, for the galaxy, for you know, or for or in, in any kind of uh, any kind of level, I'm always amazed by like how many people around the league have jobs because they're like, oh yeah, I played soccer in college, or I used to play soccer as a pro, and like that's their qualification for having this high level job, like that that amazes mm. me. I'm, I'm like like the like I'm the pretty guy sure who, they they grow in the ranks. Like the, I'm pretty sure they don't just get put in. The guy that uh, LAFC put in charge of. Like the, he's right kind of like the president, the president of of the the team. He's like the collective guy that all the seventy two owners go. Oh, here you do this. Um, <laughs> he basically said like, oh yeah, he worked for you know whatever the Chinese bank company is, and he's like, oh yeah, I worked for them, and they knew I had played soccer in college, so they offered me this job. I was like, wow. Okay, that's how many that's, guys, yeah, how many weird. people out there have jobs because they're like, does anybody? Play soccer before? Oh, you used to play soccer? Yeah, okay, you're, you'll be fine. Uh, I'm amazed. This is, like, seriously. Anyway. Yeah, uh, I was... Sorry. <laughs> Chris Klein goes out <laughs> there. Chris Klein goes out there and addresses the fans. Uh, he obviously says that uh, they're not in the place in the table that they want to be. And no. The well, here's the interesting thing that he said to me. <laughs> not to me, to the crowd. He said, yeah. it's not completely unforeseen. This, to me, spoke volumes. Not completely unforeseen because if you remember at the wow. beginning of the season, they were, they had the full confidence. Oh yeah, no, we think this team can compete for MLS Cup. We have of a good course. team, you know, blah blah blah. And now he's saying, well, yeah, we kind of knew this was going to happen. You know, we had it in the back of our heads. Um, talking about talking about transitioning from an older team, and that they're at the beginning of a process. Now look, every team goes through this. They phase out their older guys and they bring in new guys, but. They've never had a n other teams have never had a drop off to the level that the Galaxy have. No, um, we're not even. And the problem is, is that you're not even seeing improvement. You're not even saying like you started off crappy. No, throughout the season, it's getting worse. You and started worse. seeing like some sort of progress or some like oh you're going in the in the right direction. They're starting to figure this out. They're, they're finally understanding yeah. what we're trying to do here and whatnot. It seems to be going backwards. You're regressing. Very much, very much so. You're you're, you're in a ten game winless streak you've won one game at home you're about to break all sorts of futility <laughs> records for not only the franchise but for the entire league and when you look at the remaining schedule with the exception of colorado which we colorado. played on saturday <laughs> and yeah. maybe minnesota um in uh, in Minnesota's october been rocking it. minnesota who just won we'll get to that though you figure yeah. those are the two games that you that okay the galaxy could probably win right there. And, and between that, you've got Toronto FC. Yeah, you've got RSL who's surging. Yeah, it, it, there's just Dallas who, well, oh, maybe we'll win that game. Maybe, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, th it doesn't look good for the galaxy, and I don't think even uh, the last remaining optimistic holdouts. I think they're gone now. I think at this point they're just like, yeah, you know what? Let's just end the season. Forget the last nine games because I don't even want to bother watching the last nine games. And let's just go ahead and see what happens next season. Get your striker. Get your goalkeeper. Get your defenders. Um, 
and you know, let's just see what happens next season. And I don't think, at least right right now, because obviously we're in a situation where our current mood is we really can't <laughs> see we can't see ourselves being in a, in another mood when once you're in you're stuck in one. But I almost feel like at the beginning of the season, everyone should be optimistic, even if you know going in there, uh, you probably don't have much of a chance. As of right now, I, I don't I'm see optimistic. In the beginning of the season. Cautiously in the optimistic. beginning of the season. Yes, yes, yes. I guess it depends no, on the right pickups. Now, but right now, it's just don't hold your breath. That's it. Like, yeah. just don't no, no, hold no, your you'll, breath. You'll die. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to die. So, yeah. so he goes on to, to talk about, Chris Klein goes on to talk about how the ambition of the club has not changed. Uh, they're still committed to be the best club in the league and the best club in this hemisphere. Uh, but the league has changed. And, <laughs> and, and it's changing, and they want to be at the forefront of that. And so... Um, they think that uh, they know that there were decisions that were made that were not popular, uh, including trading uh, some some players due to salary salary cap restrictions. Adrian, <coughs> excuse me. Um, oh no, they they had people yelling at them. On oh that yeah. One. Um, <laughs> but they feel like they have a group that they can build around, uh, and obviously their their roster is not complete. Um, but they have and they have players and in the prime of the career, whether or not they're performing is another argument. So I think that's a, sh- a shout at Gio right there. I think that's a shout. You're on prime, I, but you're not performing. Well, eh, well, the fact that, that he's there, he's in the prime, <laughs> he's in his prime, but he's not performing. That to me is like he might as well just say. Yet he still gets a call up to the national team, so you know you can figure that one out. Zazinho, man. Um, he talked about Giassi, and he said, and "Here's the thing that baffled me." He's like, oh, we know Giassi hasn't been like Giassi, but we think he'll get there. When? When is he going to get there? Next season? That's what they've been saying the That's entire season. That's what they've been season. saying the entire season. Anolfo told me that they're treating Giassi like preseason. Well, it's a pretty fucking long preseason at this point. You know, um, I, I actually find that comment so interesting, saying that, you know, we're waiting for Giassi to be Giassi. They're, they have their full support on them for some reason. Yeah. They're just still really supporting him with, throughout the really It's a, ho- it's a homegrown. It's like they, they, they put... They, they put all their uh, their that, investment in him, yeah. and you know that's I it. Understand he's that. from Hawthorne. He's he loves from, God. A, yeah, he married he's a, a good white old woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but when he says yeah. that, we're waiting they did for that Jazzy to be Jazzy. I think that's there to stay. I guess. <laughs> I, Say it again, Luz. I'm sorry. When when he says we're waiting for Jazzy to be Jazzy, what I'm saying is. I, I believe he is. <laughs> I've been saying this for yes, years. It's yes, you guys yes, who yes, were saying yes, like, no, yes, no, yes. no. Yeah, but, like yeah, but you gotta, you gotta admit that you gotta admit the levels are not the same as when you were complaining about him to now. It's very yeah. different. Yeah. It's not the same. You gotta be realistic about that. Yeah. It, it, he is significantly worse than he was, but I still never thought yeah. that he was good. Yeah. No, that's that's but that's a different here's, thing. Here's 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 the other thing that I found interesting. Uh, he said that the galaxy didn't intend to go young. And they never intend to go young. Um, that's just a, to me. That's just a flat out. Now I just saw everyone with canes and walkers. Yeah. Well, to me, that's just <laughs> flat out lying because that was their plan yeah. going going into the season. Yeah. Um, they well, wanted our, to go depth, young. Yes. Which, our depth was the Galaxy two players, which which we were fine with, but I think they went too far into that into that realm. I think uh, peppered into final minutes of games with the young guys to get experience. Yeah, sure. Those guys, you know, yeah, that's fine. But to use them as, as, you know, as needed as they have because of the injuries, you know, I get yeah, that they, they were, didn't they intend were, to do that. They were used at, because of that reason, but you got to remember, those were the games we were winning. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, he uh, he talked about believing in Siggy and that they were going to add another MLS coach. We know now that that's uh, Dominic Kinnear. Um, and uh, and he so he joked that he uh, he still felt uh, held out hope that we could get MLS get to MLS Cup and win this year. Uh, everybody <laughs> that that got a big laugh. Uh, <laughs> wow. uh, somebody somebody asked about the goalkeeping situation, and he did say that uh, they found that uh, the three goalkeepers they have aren't going to be sustainable, uh, and they're going to be looking for a goalkeeper in the offseason. So I think that answers the question about. Yeah. Uh, Roland Diop and Kempin, they definitely know that those guys are not. Um, They're not substantial. Substantial enough, and they want to. They want somebody better. Um, I yeah. I got to ask the question of uh, that that Lewis uh, actually gave me um, about out. scouting uh, scouting South America. Why are Why are they scouting? Uh, or what I what I told him was, uh, look, other MLS teams have found gold mines in South America. And it seems like the Galaxy are only looking in a few countries in Western Europe and Mexico. And why isn't the Galaxy focused on finding some of that South American talent? Um, and he said that uh, first he said everybody should listen to our podcast, which I thought was nice. Um, <laughs> uh, and he he brought up that, you know, no one needs to scout David Beckham or Giovanni Dos Santos or Robbie Keane. Um, but so far, they've been finding better value in Europe but they do have a heavy focus in South America. And uh, recently they expanded from a one, from one part-time coach to five full-time co- uh, uh, scouts. Part-time scouts. Uh, and then yeah. they have like a few per that diem scouts. That makes sense scouts. now. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, they got to do if, that. If, you if got, they're doing I, I don't it, know. they got to do it. If you got five scouts down there and you... He didn't necessarily say five scouts in South, in America. South America. He just said no, five scouts. Just five okay, scouts. Fair enough. That's that's one for each major continent. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Um, well, pretty soon you got to get into that Antarctica pipeline. <laughs> hey man, the, the the that's what I'm waiting the, for. Hey man, Christian I'll take one of those penguins over to uh, Jazzy's artist at this point. The Antarctic <laughs> and Christian Pulisic is out there somewhere. Um, <laughs> Somebody asked about DPs uh, and uh, and you know what the situation is. Um, as I think, uh, probably one of the worst kept secrets in the league, or in uh, Galaxy Twitter at least. Uh, the Galaxy inquired about Jonathan Dos Santos from Villarreal in the winter, and Villarreal asked them to wait until the summer. No kidding. Um, he did say that they went through a process of trying to find a number nine, but couldn't find someone with a better uh, as than a better value and option than Jonathan Dos Santos. What I will say about that I is that the, the, the steal that they got as far as like the, the salary that they're paying him and the transfer fee they had to pay, I would say absolutely yes. You got actually yeah. maximum value here. So th- that's actually pretty good. As far as the value on the field, you, you got... We have yet to see that at th- all. That was just like <laughs> boneheaded because you didn't need that position. Right. So I so if, US if you're saying or right not good. if you're saying I can't well, find a well, number nine which I find very hard to believe I if haven't you, gone through like the I have um, in FIFA you can go through like the the, the player pool for forwards mm-hmm. um, just for Americans and like look at every American forward that's out there I'm like I can't believe that they couldn't bring in like uh, Aaron Johansson Terrence Boyd mm. yeah anybody anybody mm-hmm. um. And even if you're <laughs> saying, okay, we couldn't find a number nine, why am I going to waste a DP on a position I don't need? Yeah. 
Like, why not save I this? Think, well, it was, it was, you know, it's it's all back office shit with G, with G, uh, Geo yeah. and the whole obviously family. this is a and then, this and then they're assuming they're assuming they're assuming those two are gonna play well well with each other, which we <laughs> haven't seen I'll, I'll yet. Because I haven't so. about that. I think. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I have I've said this before. David disagrees with me here, but I think par- it was partly a desperation signing. You were you struck out all around for a striker uh, from Ibra to Chicharito yeah, so. to. To so. everyone, where to you're saying, Geniac, to to, yeah, and everyone, they, they just struck out. They were looking for yeah. that big name. They struck out, um, and, and I find it uh, going back to the you know charming, personable guy that Chris Klein is. Like you got to figure that he would be better at that, <laughs> as far as negotiating. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe well, it's know, just some, sometimes people see through that. Other times they're not impressed by that. They only care about status and money. Yeah. Um, and prestige, because although the Galaxy is the most prestigious or traditionally is the most prestigious team in the league, that's not the case anymore. It, it's hard to Over sell. Over the last this year. three years, that's a hard sell. Yeah. Um, but uh, go- although our value went up somehow. Yeah. Because, well, you know, Vegas had <laughs> lines uh, right. we were like, favored by a lot. Yeah. We were like yeah. maybe like the third best odds in the league going mm. like after MLS Cup which, last year. Which means they clearly don't listen to balls and beers in Vegas. <laughs> uh, get on it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but going back to what I was saying, I, I thought it was a desperation signing. Like, we, we can't strike out here. Um, let's bring in uh, this guy here um, to counteract the... Carlos Vela signing by our uh, arch rival because for uh, twenty four for twenty four hours. I don't think that's what it was. Well, I mean, th- th- well the the timing of the announcement I mean, was a fallback was definitely for sure, because of that. Because uh, for, for twenty four hours, Los Angeles was the center of MLS. There's there's no way they can get that deal done after they hear about Carlos Vela. No, 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 no. I understand that part, but what I'm saying is that this was a this was beyond a safety net. This was if he was saying that we were we had this in mind last winter, this was always a safety net because if they sign a Geniac or a Benedetto, Dos Santos is not here. And sure. he never will be. Sure. So I feel that mm-hmm. this was like the ultimate safety net and this was more of a like a desperation crowd pleaser. Than I, wouldn't, it w- I wouldn't trust a safety net. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of safety nets. Uh, he talked. Uh, Chris Klein also talked about how there are going to be additional MLS mechanisms uh, starting next year, including more TAM. We've heard about uh, 1.2 million dollars in TAM getting pumped into the league per team. But the way things, the way he said this to me, seemed like there's going to be some other way to get another DP in there, whether it's a full-on fourth DP or they're going to they're going to bring in like a. You know, like, hey, you can get a DP that's over 30, like an over-the-hill DP or a young DP. Uh, well, they have young DPs, They have they? young DP now, but he still counts as a DP uh, against your three. It just doesn't count against the cap as high as the other DPs. Um, but I feel like there's a four DP coming in MLS pretty soon. Um, it's inevitable. Right. It's inevitable. I would hope that. Um, teams prefer to use TAM over, you know, DP and, and going for the big, big name. Uh, they prefer to go and uh, go with TAM and, and find sort of that diamond in the rough. Well, uh, uh, like Montreal did with Piatti, like uh, Portland did with Valeri. Well, these DPs, uh, and I think Atlanta did it this year, where you signed three DPs that really m- most MLS fans were not 
familiar with, uh, with mm-hmm. Almiron, with Martinez. The majority of them. Um, and they're all young. That's pretty yep. much where I've always said you need to go. I don't want the big name over-the-hill guy. Um, I wasn't a big fan. I always preferred a no-name uh, guy that was going to cost you money, but at least they had something to prove. They had. They were still young. They were still hungry. Um, they, um, they were. I always felt that they were able to give you more. Um, there are exceptions. David Villa, um, Robbie Keane. Just got signed. He yeah. just got called uh, in. So the... I mean, there are exceptions, and there always are. I, I say, I say this. There are always exceptions to the rules, but I, I'm always for a younger player, a younger no-name. That's kind of where the league is going. Um, the Galaxy are kind of going half with that, with the Geo and, um, well, except for Alessandrina. Alessandrina was a no-name. Nobody knew who he was up until mm-hmm. he made a name for himself here in L.A. But the uh, Dos Santos brothers, young guys, they didn't sign over the Hill player, um, but they signed a name. They, they marketed to a... Uh, you know, a, a fan base that they're try- they've been trying to tap into since 1996. Um, and uh, now with the new team coming along, that's what I'm saying. I feel that that ha- is a part of it because, you know, um, with Vela signing another big-name Mexican, now the Galaxy have one. Or now they have two. Um, but that doesn't mean anything if you're not... Um, if they're not performing. If they're not performing, right. And I, I can go off on a tangent about... Mexican names no, on LA. David needs but to we're finish not up what do he's it. doing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, he got into some other stuff, including the academy. Yellow's potential replacement. It's Michel Chiani, um, and uh, developing, uh, you know, Romney and Steris VAR. But the w- last one that I wanted to touch on was he talked about in- uh, we talked about injuries because injuries, of course, are. Um, a part of any any long season, um, he talked about. But it's he been talked about Achilles' heel, right? He uh, so far, which was injured. Crap! So far, nobody's mm-hmm. torn their Achilles. Wait for it; it's gonna be Boateng. Um, no. Uh, he talked about how it's like uh, it's in- injuries like they've never seen, freak accidents they they can't control. Like Robbie Rogers had a surgery. Fadio Husidic, uh broke his leg on bad turf. Lejet tore mm-hmm. the ligaments off his foot uh, playing for the U.S. They obviously can't control those. Um, Jermaine Jones, apparently, he stubbed his toe and his shoe ripped apart, and that's what cut his foot. That's crazy. Which is crazy to me. Um, but specifically, they talked about the muscle injuries, uh, the hamstrings, the thigh issues, the calf issues. Um, those are all things that they're trying to figure out. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, during the 2014 World Cup, there was talks about how Jurgen Klinsmann was overtraining the the team, and uh, that led to the injuries um, in that World Cup. Um, it's possible that this, you know, something similar is happening here, or the opposite. They're not training hard enough. Yeah, I was gonna say that's exactly um, what I was gonna say. Yeah. So recently, they brought in a high performance, a new high performance director, uh, Pierre Berriou. Um, I know you may not know him by name, but every U.S. men's national team knows this uh, this guy. Uh, he's he's uh, he used to be the U.S. men's national team fitness coach, and he is the uh, the guy who famously, after landing Donovan's goal after the dog pile, turned back around to camera and like 
did like a the double like fist bump. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, everyone's favorite. Every U.S. men's national team coaches, uh, uh, sorry, fans favorite fitness coach uh, has joined the club. I saw him on the bench uh, this week. Um, so I guess they'll be they'll be uh, doing um, more fitness, uh, either evaluations or training or whatever it might be. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that means the, the the muscle injuries, the things like that, are going to be hopefully prevented uh, next year. Yeah. All right. So now that that's done, uh, also <laughs> yeah, yeah, also yeah. I I do want to say Chris Klein did say he was going to listen to this uh, podcast or to our podcast. So Chris, if you are listening, uh, I I Hello. do want to say thank you, and I, uh, uh, he helped me out with a different situation that I had on uh, on Sunday, and so I want to say thank you very much for that, um, and thank you for answering my question and being so gracious to uh, to talk to us. And anytime you want to come on the pod, man, let us know. <laughs> Hit us up, lazerhouse.com. All right, so let's right, go. Ahead. Let's get back to the the, the second yeah. game. That we uh, had to endure. Do we have to talk about another game? Yeah, we... It. Well, we could just do it real quick. We could do this <laughs> well, quick. Okay, so... <laughs> really count. There's a lot of stuff in this game. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff <sighs> in this game. Um, so... Because uh, we got a lot of MLS yeah. recap. We, okay, we're gonna so... Go, we're going to go long here, guys. Yeah. Uh, so, LA comes back home. They play against their hated rival, the San Jose Earthquakes. And um, for, what, about 30 minutes, uh, it seemed, again, like the Galaxy can muster out a win here. Uh, it looked like they were able to get their chances. Um, it looked like this was it. But like everything else, things just don't go Dude. your way. They strike right before halftime off a corner kick. Um, nothing. I mean, it was just poor marking. Um, really poor marking. And I mean, Baco uh, was left alone, and it's like a complete organizational failure. Yeah. And, you know, instead of going into the half at 0-0, you go down 1-0 right before uh, you know, that, that, that dying seconds of, of uh, the first half, that is demoralizing. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you were so close to just going, and look, we're even. We got another 45 minutes. We got this. We've had our chances. Let's just go. Now, all of a sudden, you like, dude, we just let in a stupid goal. Now we got to score two. You're bound to make mistakes. Well, and let's and not forget that Gio, Gio's got the armband here. He's, he's mm-hmm. main captain for this game. Surprise, surprise. Ho- hold on. I'll let you guys know when my eyes are back from rolling. <laughs> okay, they're back. Uh, San Jose comes in with a terrible road record, so like you have that coming in. They just got spanked by RSL, right? Yep. This is the first time the Dos Bros brothers start um, uh, together, and uh, they, you know, from ju- I don't know about you guys, but judging from that first half and throughout the game, for brothers, they have terrible chemistry. Right, like they don't yeah, play they together at, at all. all. Yeah, I didn't really mm. see. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is the this is the first game. It, it, yeah, it, first full game. It's not like yeah, they're, they don't know each other. Right, like yeah. they should have that. <laughs> they built grew up in together. Thing, you know, <laughs> you would think. Right, like everybody has. Okay, so like when you when you when you were playing soccer as a kid, you always have that player that you were like really good with. You were just like, oh, I like playing with this guy because this guy gets me. He knows what I'm doing. Like. The opposite. <laughs> That's not, yeah. With Gio <laughs> and, and Jonah. <laughs> like, they're brothers. Come on. Yeah, it's just, again, it, it's the clusterfuck of, uh, of the 2017 season. And, and Lewis, I have, to, I have to differ with you on the, the, the feeling going into, assuming, uh, 
let's let's hypothetical say they were gonna go into half zero zero. They've already lost Pele Van Anholt. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. And in the twenty third minute, uh, mm-hmm. he goes down, and it turns out he's got a torn ACL and MCL. So he's gonna be out till next spring, summer. Summer. Next summer. Um, the guy who was starting to gain confidence, we started to solidify that that um, that position, and he goes down. And the, here's the kicker: he was coming in from having recovered from a knee injury in February. He missed five games for Willem Two. Is it Willem Two? Or is it Willem II? <laughs> uh, he missed five games for Willem. And what was thought is to be a knee strain at the time, it's possible that the MCL was already torn. Um, who knows? Nathan Smith comes in for for Van Anholt, and he looks like a guy who hasn't had MLS minutes in a while. He hasn't, at, right? <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if. They were con- they were they would have been confident minutes. going into the first half because that happened within the first twenty five minutes. Right. 20. So that's why I said about thirty uh, minutes in, I I figured that they can probably get a, a win out of this. Yeah, but they were they were about to inch to a halftime without getting yeah. scored on. And then I mean, they, it happened. They did bang one off the post. I mean, Jonathan Jonathan dos Santos for that the was first, a really great strike for the first like ten minutes of the game. I see him. He's looking around like somebody gonna make a run. Yeah. Somebody gonna go. And then mm. at one point, I just thought, dude, just shoot the ball, dingus. And he did. And he hit the post. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, what sucks about Van Anholt, uh, among uh, so many reasons why that sucks, is that the guy was under a six-month uh, six contract. He's now injured until next summer, which the Galaxy will pay for uh. his rehab. Um the guy was doing solid for us. He was solid. He was very solid. He was, I liked yeah. him a lot. I, I don't think you had to worry about that position after. From the beginning. Yes. From his first yeah. minute. I mean, w- w- if you had, whether it was Romney or Diallo or Smith or uh, Rafa or whoever it is that you stuck back there, you were always like, oh, God, you're going to go right after that guy, and we just hope for the best. You didn't have to worry about that when Van Aanholt was in there. Mm-hmm. He was solid. He was good. Yeah. We didn't have to worry about that yeah. side. Let's worry about something yep. else. If he ever got some time yeah. playing with Ashley Cole, he got one game with Ashley Cole. Yeah. And so we were, I mean, I thought well, he was two. okay. And at the end of the season, two I figured, look, the Galaxy better do what they can to um, pick up uh, another year or offer him another, uh, you know, uh, two or three-year contract. Um, for this guy because I thought he was very solid. Now with this injury where he's out next summer, and it's a knee injury. Uh, granted, yeah. he's not a 35-year-old. He's 26, 27. Mm-hmm. So he's still within his prime, but a, a knee injury that's a torn ACL and MCL, that's really bad. And now you got to figure, do you really want to offer this guy a contract? Because now you're well, just that's where we you're are at right 50-50 now. right it's now. The, it's the LA Galaxy. I mean, if anything, they have a, they have a history of offering guys with Bad at ACL, MCL injuries. Yes. Yeah. Contracts. So, I mean, it, it if, may be a requirement. If it were up to me, in my personal opinion, I would say no. I think that's the deal breaker right there. Yeah, um, you say thank you. You send them on their way. Enjoy yeah. the beaches while you rehab. Sorry we fucked you up. Sorry we fucked you up. <laughs> and and really, and really, that was, uh, that. I forget who made the initial play. It was either Diallo or maybe it was. It was uh, Steris. It was, oh, it was Steris. It was Steris. Steris had a bad ball. It was an easy, like, just 
booted out of there, but he had a bad touch or he didn't he didn't quite challenge correctly, which forced Van Anholt to go in and make the challenge that he did. Like that could have been, mm-hmm. been avoided. I mean, but you know, twenty twenty hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Twenty twenty news break. I don't know which one it is. Um, <laughs> uh, Dateline, NBC. No, I don't know. Hindsight <laughs> is twenty twenty. Um, second half comes in and things don't go very well for the Galaxy. Uh, Nathan Smith gets a straight red card for a challenge on Imperial. Imperial. Uh, again, like Coles. That's not a red card. That's a yellow card every single day of the week, especially on National Yellow Card Day. Um, that's a yellow card. It, this is a red. There's no VAR on this one. The referee deems it a red immediately. I, again, it, it's the it's the season, man. It, it's like they're. Completely, I would just like okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at this point, you figure, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like you said, it, we're just numb to it. Yeah, we're I, numb to it. I, mm-hmm. I, I. I I stood up and uh, and and I got uh, upgraded seats uh, for this game. Uh, I stood mm-hmm. up and yelled something really obscene, and then realized like, oh crap, my family's here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so so I was like, oh crap, I just yelled that. But that was a reaction I had from from that call because it was it was a terrible call. Yeah. Well, uh, there's no way that's a red card. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Agreed. Agreed. Um, what makes I'm jumping a little ahead here, but what what makes this game worse, aside from losing to your rival, uh, aside from the body language that you put, I mean, granted, you're playing with 10 men, but the body language that the Galaxy were putting onto the field where it almost seemed like they gave up. And then coupled with the the icing on the cake for San Jose when Wando scores a third goal. I mean, it was like the perfect storm. David, you you were there. You had said that um, the people were leaving early. Yep. Um, which is not entirely new for LA, but people were leaving early. Um, they were the fans who did stay around were just you said were completely dejected. They were just completely yep. not there. As they if, were just heartbroken. As if they found a turd in their pillowcase. As if they found a turd in their pillowcase. Now, at the end of the yeah, I would react very now, differently. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna put you a little on the spot. <laughs> like here, you know, David. you're having a terrible day. You're having a horrible week. You lay down on your pillow. And you're like. Is this a turd? <laughs> what? When did you have that experience, Dave? Right? It's a joke. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and as somebody pointed out in Twitter, as as everyone knows, the LA Galaxy has famously big turds. <laughs> so <laughs> I, at the end of the game, David, you uh, tweeted us. Oh, not tweet. I'm sorry. Uh, text us. Um, that really just got me like, oh, my God. Um, you texted us that I cannot believe how much time we have wasted with this team this year. And to that, when I read that, now I could be misinterpreting this, um, but it seemed that I'm sure that everybody else um, at the stadium, along with everyone else who was watching the game and who's been following along this entire season, feels the same way. But I almost felt like that was, for whatever reason, your breaking point. This was your moment where, like, I know we've had a shit season, but whatever just happened, whatever I just witnessed, that's it. I am done. And I just felt like, honestly, I felt like, no, not him. Because Bobby had pointed out <laughs> that you and I can get, we're more, we're more angry, emotional. We can get angrier a lot yeah. quicker, and we can stay angrier, stay angrier for a, a bit more lot passive. longer. So when David comes and says and texts us that comment, I was like, 
you motherfuckers just broke David. Like, I cannot <laughs> believe this. You guys just Look. fucking broke this guy. And it kind of like made me a little sad because I almost felt like, wow, I, I think I, I think this was his breaking point. And the fact that we've done a podcast that was dedicated to the galaxy and for him to say that we've wasted our time on this team. I know what this podcast means to David. So I'm not sure if I'm the if I'm misinterpreting that, but I just really felt that I think David it was, was just. I think it was it was this, it was just yeah, emotions flying was, out of him it, that night because because I don't I don't completely agree because we've always we've always made the statement that if you were a true fan, you stay a fan even yeah, down the, in, course, the, in the yes. bad times. You don't oh, no, just no. you don't bail. You don't act like you don't care anymore. You don't do anything. I can sit there and just be like, yeah, yeah. Like I'll just watch it. I'll continue watching. It's not a galaxy game if we don't get a red card, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was. It was. It was. I think it was a little oh, too much. Oh, let, David, let's go ahead and let David <laughs> explain <laughs> what. I'll, I'll say this. I was definitely. Um, and then it's Wando, man. I'm coming off. I'm coming off what's been a very challenging couple of weeks um, in my in my professional life, in my in my work life. Um, it's I've had a really really rough go uh, at the last couple of weeks, and I've been very frustrated with things. And so the galaxy and this podcast has always been my escape. Um, I enjoy doing this with you guys. I enjoy covering the team. I enjoy talking about soccer. I mean, it's like it, this is my, my creative outlet that I have. Um, one of the only sort of things that I do, you know, with you guys, but really it's for myself. Um, <laughs> and so fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> not, not so much, but you get what I'm saying. Um, and... Yeah, when Wando scored that goal and did the, and did the like, net pulling net on the net pull like the Gordon the the and the yeah the taunting the right in front of ACB by the way, um, and yeah, ACB exactly did not, you know they were just like fuck, like I, they didn't even get after him, you know usually if a player does that to them ACB will let them hear it, this time they were like yeah, we know. It was, it was dejection. Totally. It was like, all, like, and that was the, the mood of the people around us. Um, uh, as you guys have said, I pick up on, on the vibe of the fans in the stadium. Uh, like it, it, uh, I pick up on that and I feed off of that, whether it's good or bad or angry or whatever it might be. Um, that's what I felt. And I thought, of, I, th I thought of all this and I thought, okay, I've spent a lot of time uh, – you know, making sure that I pay attention to the team, make, making sure I pay attention to the league. Sometimes, you know, uh, having arguments and stuff with my wife um, about this thing that we do. And I'm doing it for a team that has let me down all season and doesn't look, doesn't show signs of stopping. It was pure emotion and... I was just as dejected as everything else. And yeah, maybe it was my breaking point for like that moment, but I got over it. I'm, you know, the next day I was, I was over it. I was ready to, to get back to work and, and, you know, start watching 17 games of MLS so we can do yeah, a but recap. It but it, it also gives you the opportunity to yell and be mad where you can't do that in your professional life. I, I do that plenty in my office to not the box, to well, the, to the, front of to people, the boxes that are not sitting yelling there. it out. <laughs> yeah, but not yelling it out in plain so the boxes daylight. Of equipment mm. that ain't gonna move for a while because <laughs> I don't have any help. Um, um. Guys, the Galaxy are one eight and four at home. Um, as we talked about earlier, the uh, 
Tampa Bay Mutiny, um, in their worst season, were two, eight and five or something like that, and we played less games then. Um, we're gonna be worse than the Tampa Bay Mutiny, who got folded the season after that. Yeah, and we don't whatever. even have. I mean, I'm just ready. Uh, who was on Tampa Bay? Diaz Arce. I, I don't remember. No. <laughs> Steve Ralston, I, I think, remember. was on Tampa Bay. I was thinking about El Pibe, but that was uh, Miami. Yeah, that was Miami. He was on Miami. No, he was um, on both. Oh, he was on both. He was on both. That's right. Uh, guys, he started off in Tampa Bay. Unfortunately, uh, the LA Galaxy has officially been eliminated from the Supporter Shield race. And as... <laughs> no. <laughs> Gosh, and as so Lewis, close. And as Lewis said, we have a less than 1% chance of making the playoffs... This is the ultimate. We have a better chance for the playoffs than the supporters. <laughs> shield. Yes, we do. Uh, we've m- we're mathematically uh, eliminated. Who mentioned that on? Who mentioned that on Twitter? What? That we're mathematically the, eliminated. The, the su- no, the, the no, the supporter shield thing. Who it was? But I remember. I was seeing like, it are you serious? <laughs> like, are you really putting that <laughs> out there? <laughs> we were still in contention. That was like six weeks ago, man. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's go through real quick before we get to MLS recap. The uh, the Dos Bros got called into uh, Mexico, <laughs> and uh, and Diop got called into Senegal, uh, so they will Good. miss the uh, the game against Colorado. Senegal ain't making wo- the World Cup. Uh, wh- <laughs> whether they do or not, Clement Diop will be on the bench for them. Uh, they will miss the game mm. against Colorado. So uh, stay tuned for balls and beers to hear what I have as my bet for LA Colorado. All right, we're, All right. So we're an hour to in. Recap. Let's get to our MLS recap. We have 17 games, guys. Did you, Lewis, did you want to talk about something? No. All right, no, hold no, on. No. Well, Let's I not needed, get Lewis started need, on anything, please. I just please. needed time to drink water because, <laughs> you know, I figured if I get Lewis on This anything, is going to be a long one. Yeah, I, needed, I needed to take a sip of water. All right, let's get started. <laughs> MLS recap week 25. Uh, also, special shout-out if you guys are still with us. Uh... The secret word is poo-poo? No? Nah, Lewis is giving me a word. Never mind. I'm not making a secret word. I was going to make a prize. I don't yeah. know. What I have doing. no idea what you're doing. I was going to say, if anybody can tell me the secret word on Twitter, you'll get a prize. That prize may be like just a picture of me doing something stupid. But <laughs> <laughs> regardless, what? you'll get a prize. Uh, all right. So you're MLS. This isn't a word. It, we're an hour in, guys. Uh, MLS recap week All right, so 25. It's uh, DC <laughs> versus Atlanta. Lewis called this game. DC had Atlanta's number this year. Michael Parkhurst, the hero again for All DC year. United. Wait a minute. Michael Parkhurst plays for Atlanta. Uh, Michael Parkhurst <laughs> is currently the second leading scorer for DC United, despite the fact that he does not play for them. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so mm-hmm. great because Michael Parkhurst scores an own goal for DC United. They win the game. What the hell, Atlanta? What the actual fucking fuck? If only DC United and Ben Olsen can play Atlanta Every more week. than three <laughs> times a year, maybe DC United will would be a playoff team. Uh, next up is Dallas versus Houston. Uh Vicente Sanchez gets one, uh, and seconds after, Kubo Torres pounces on a mistake by Matt Hedges. 
leading to a 3-0-1 for Houston in the 45th minute. Tesho Akindeli, Gagolasso to tie it up for Dallas. Uh, two minutes later, Figueroa from a tight angle makes it 2-1. And then uh, in the uh, 52nd minute, Maxi Arudi makes it 3-1 with the difficult finish. He picks the ball out of the air, twists his body, and bangs one of the far posts. Very nice goal for Maxi Arudi. Uh, but then in the 71st minute, Kubo Torres gets one back. In the 86th minute, it's Kubo again, ties it up 3-3. Houston does well to come back in this game and salvage a point on the road in Dallas. Just when you think that Dallas was about to get out of their funk, they Houston could not hold a two-goal lead at home that to would, yep, one of the worst road teams that. in the league. <laughs> yep. Uh, next up is Toronto versus Philly. 10th minute, Jovinko, picture-perfect free kick. I want a still frame of this one so I can hang it in my living room, guys. Well, which one? He scored <laughs> so the, many. The one. He's made the, so the many picture-perfect free kicks. This was his 11th free kick goal from the spot. Sorry, from a, from a dead ball. Uh, his 11th free kick goal. Uh, it was beautiful. Uh, 30th, gotta learn, 30th teams. minute. Gotta yeah, learn. don't give up free kicks to Toronto <laughs> FC. Uh, 30th minute, Hassler makes it 2-0. And in the 57th minute, Josie uh, with the 1-2 to Vasquez. Alex Bono comes up with a pair of huge saves to keep the clean sheet. That's a wrap. Put it, put a bow on it. TFC win 3-0 against Philadelphia. Toronto, good. They did their job. Toronto is just going to... Uh, we've said this before. They're going to run away with the shield. They're running away with the shield. Uh, next up is RSL versus San Jose. Luis Silva. Opens up the scoring for RSL in the 29th minute after RSL had been probing for about 10 minutes. Uh, RSL looking like a team possessed. They're running around San Jose like they were traffic cones, guys. In the 52nd <laughs> minute, Jao Plata puts, one, puts away a rebound, but VAR says there was a foul on the play. RSL gets a goal taken away. That didn't deter RSL, though. Uh, they'll bang another one off the post a few minutes later. In the 60th minute, uh, Godoy or earns a second yellow for slapping uh, somebody in the face. I forget who it was. Uh, <laughs> in the 63rd minute, Mulholland bangs another one off the post. And in the 68th, Saverino, with an absolute peach of a goal, makes it 2-0. Uh, in the 80th, Rusnak makes it 3. And the route is on. Masissian adds a fourth for stoppage time. And the Quakes hits out lay, licking their wounds. But don't worry. They were, they were healed, healed by the time they got to L.A. Uh, <laughs> Vancouver versus Seattle. Uh, this one ends up tied 1-1. The Western Conference leaders visit BC Place. 19th minute, Nico Lodero converts a penalty kick after Williams takes on Victor Rodriguez. In the 39th minute, Frey dis- uh, misplays the ball straight to Montero, but he gets back to make the save. Uh, 60th minute, Tony Chani sees a second yellow in less than 10 minutes. Uh, and Vancouver are down to 10 men. He's got nothing on Cole. <laughs> 62nd minute. Morris hits the post on what should have been an easy goal. Uh, 64th minute. Montero ties it up. Vancouver salvage a point despite being down to 10 men. Vancouver has... Uh, you know what? I- I'll-, I'll-, I'll wait on that okay. comment. For the second game, all right. I'll, yeah. uh, next up is Portland versus Colorado. It's the roaring 20s, you guys. Everything happened within the 20th minutes. Uh, Diego Valeri <laughs> scores a header in the 21st. Uh, two minutes later, Darlington Nagby serves up a darling goal. 
uh, for everyone to enjoy as he t- chips Timmy Howard uh, to the far <laughs> post. <laughs> and in the 28th minute, uh, Saeed pulled one back for Colorado, but it's not enough. Guzman will miss a penalty kick attempt to make it 3-1. This game ends up 2-1 Colorado. I have to ask you guys, Darlington Nagby, was it a golazo? I'm going to give this one a golazo. I, it just looks so pretty. My I, my initial reaction was, oh, my God, that's a golazo. And then I had to look at it again, and I was still on the fence. But since my initial reaction was a golazo, I'm going to give it to it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> crazy next, little chip. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Uh, next up is the New York Red Bulls versus NYCFC. The New York Derby resumes at Red Bull Arena. The Red Bulls versus NYFC goal, NYCFC's goalposts. Uh, they hit the goalpost on each side of the two halves. Uh, Bradley Wright Phillips should have had a penalty kick in the 54th minute as he got bowled over as he was hitting a ball. But then NYCFC immediately score on the other end. Uh, Morales in the 54th minute. Uh, and in the 70th minute, Clustion will earn a penalty kick and Varone will convert to tie it all up. This one ends 1-1. And New York, I believe, is blue this year. That was... um, yes, I don't think uh, the Red Bulls had uh, beat NYCFC this year at all. Yeah. So it is blue. I actually think it was blue last year, considering that NYCFC uh, and in first place. Um, were they in first place last? But they oh. also got spanked five zero at one yeah, point. Yeah, they did. That, that was at Toronto. No, no. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about the playoffs. I thought you were talking about the playoffs. No, no, no. Okay. All right. I so next up is Chicago versus Minnesota, guys. Just when we thought Chicago had the opportunity to right the ship, Bobby M- locks it. Minnesota comes in and says, <laughs> "Screw you. This is MLS." Uh, 36 minute, Ethan Finley up the right side, plays one for Dunlady, streaking in the middle. Uh, Kapelhoff tries to intercept, but he spills the ball, ball right back to Finley, who plays it back to Dunlady and gives the keeper no chance. 45th minute, Dunlady scores again. The Ghanaian gets his first MLS brace. In the 77th minute, Akam pulls one back as he gets free up the left side and curls one around the keeper onto uh, the inside of the far post. The Loons get their first away win of the season. And it comes at the hands of Chicago, which, I mean, I don't blame Bobby for locking Chicago here. I mean, no one, yeah, there's no reason why Chicago (laughs) should be losing this game. Chicago has lost four in a row. We have said it since, I believe, July 1st. They've won only two games. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm Chicago right now, I'm not quite pushing the panic button right now. But my hand's on it. Well, you're kind of confused. <laughs> my hand is I've, definitely I've lifted, on it. I've lifted the, the little cover. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hovering. Yeah, it's... I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> yeah, Chicago has... Probably haven't has, seen that yet. <laughs> oh, uh, no, not yet, but I get uh, So Chicago once... You really... Translation works well with I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chicago once uh, at the top of the Supporters' Shield race... Um, has suddenly sinked into fourth place in the Eastern Conference, uh, only up two uh, on the New York Red Bulls and at um, Atlanta, Montreal, following up uh, only five points behind Chicago. Um, both of them with uh, extra games in hand. Uh, like I said, you still got a, a good amount of games. Uh, Chicago has eight games remaining, so there's definitely points there's out time. there for them. Mm-hmm. There's time, but... My hand is on that panic button right now because 
Um, if you're losing at home to a team that had never won on the road before and it's an expansion team, you've got some issues. Uh, given, given the way Chicago looked last year, assuming they end the season in the same place they're in right now, do you think Chicago fans are happy? I think they're happier than compared to last season. I think, uh, as David has said, you're only as good as with the last thing you've done. So the first half of the season may have been good, but to have that type of a meltdown, I cannot. Well, if, they keep if they miss the playoffs, I cannot imagine that Chicago fans would be happy. Yeah, Ponovich is probably gone if they miss the playoffs. Um, D.C. versus New England. Uh, after a few half chances from both teams, Acosta gets a goal in the 71st minute. Uh, their new signing, Stever, almost had one in a few minutes later, but Cody Cropper reads the shot, uh, and he's there to save it. This is D.C. United's third win in a row. I have no idea what to make of this. D.C. Oh, United. Two own goals. Yeah, two own goals. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, uh, that's good fortune right there, if you want to call it that. I mean, they're still mm. in, at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, and uh, chances are they're not yeah, going to make uh, uh, a playoff run. But... They're surging, surging. Columbus is surging. Montreal is surging. And teams like Chicago and Dallas. They're falling. They're falling. So welcome to, M- time, yeah, welcome to MLS. So next up, speaking of surging teams, RSL. I don't know what their <laughs> RSL versus Colorado. I don't know what Mike Petke is feeding these guys in Salt Lake, but it's <laughs> working. He got the printer working, man. For the 41st minute. <laughs> Gel Plata slips one past Howard. Luis Silva would convert a penalty kick that was earned by Savarino in the 50th minute. 57th minute, Danilo loses his damn mind, slides in on Hamilton, and sees straight red for a dangerous challenge. Uh, 77th minute, Gordo takes down uh, Justin Glad and sees the second yellow. Both teams down to 10 men. 82nd minute, Josh Gatt. Remember that guy? Uh, Who? Scores, yeah. scores, but not without the help of VAR as a lineman. The linesman had his flag up for offside. This goal will stand. RSL add two more in stoppage time through Silva and Brooks Lennon to seal the victory. My goodness. RSL is starting to surge. Is it too late for them, Lewis? I believe it's a little too late for them. They've played 28 games. They only have six games remaining. The, the teams that they have to catch up to mm. um, have two to three games in hand. So they need those teams to lose the whole way through. And RSL needs to win out. I think it's a little too late, but I think it's an admirable push. There is an outside chance Um but I, uh, I'm not banking on that one. Um, I'm not entirely sure of what uh, RSL's remaining schedule looks like. I would have to see to see what type of uh, caliber teams they're playing. I know they're playing the Galaxy, so there's a, there's a win there. <laughs> there's three points. There's three points. But uh, they only have six games remaining, whereas the, the, the teams that they need to catch up to, they have um, nine games remaining. Wow. So that, that's, yeah, that's a big difference. And, and there's a two teams that have... Uh, nine games remaining, uh, and another two teams that have eight games remaining. So they have two and three games on hand over RSL. So all four of those teams need to lose while RSL can't afford to lose. So it, they, it's a little off. How the hell have they played that many more games? It's crazy. No extra tournaments. Uh, Philadelphia versus Atlanta. Uh, this one ends 2-2. Philly piles the pressure on Atlanta in the, 70, in the 17th minute. Alberg brings the ball down from Winaldum and pokes it past Kuzan. 
Bedoya makes it 2-0 in the 23rd off of a corner. And Yamil Assad will pull one back for Atlanta in the 26th minute. In the 52nd minute, Yaro will see red for taking down Martinez at his, at, as it is deemed a denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. Uh, Philly will finish the game with 10 men. Andre Blake comes up with a big save on Martinez, but in the 91st minute, sheer willpower will score Atlanta's equalizer as the ball somehow stays in play off a long cross, then he gets played back into the box. Blake can't get enough on it to clear and is left in no man's land, and the ball is headed by Justin Mears at the top of the 18, and it loops into the goal. What a comeback for uh, Atlanta. This one ends 2-2. They salvage a point and keep their playoff hopes alive. Yeah, I think uh, it would have been interesting had Philadelphia uh, held on because they would have been at 34 points. Now, they would still be outside uh, of a playoff spot, but um, they wouldn't be too far off. They would be two points behind the final playoff spot. So they've actually made quite a comeback after not winning for 252 uh, <laughs> 252 days. Uh, we left them for dead, but they started to make just a little surge. Um, Atlanta would have dropped into eighth place, and uh, Philly would have actually, I think, would have been right on their tail. Mm. Maybe like one or two points behind, I believe. Um, I think. So, um, two points. They would have been just two points behind Atlanta, and Montreal would have been in that sixth spot. Um, Atlanta's got a bunch of game in, games in hand. Yeah, they do. They're, they're about to open up Mercedes-Benz Arena. Uh, and uh, they they've got a long road road str- I mean a uh, home stretch ahead of them, so that's actually good news for Atlanta who uh, maybe who maybe not. who hold the tiebreaker right now um, over Montreal. They have the exact same amount of points, but have um, they have the exact same amount of wins too. By the way, they have just two goals scored more, so that I think is the the third tiebreaker that that they use, but. Like we said, there's still a lot more games. Atlanta even has a game up uh, on uh, Montreal. So uh, as of right now, Atlanta, it should be their playoff spot to lose. Speaking of Montreal, they come in off of a four-game win streak to host their rivals, Toronto FC. And they got Giovinko'd. Uh 41st minute, mm-hmm. another picture-perfect free kick, this time at the near post. I would call this one a golazo, but I think Seba's like desensitizing me to these. Um, this because they're they're, they're all great. Fantastic this is their tw- this is uh, Giovinco's twelfth direct free kick goal of his MLS career. Fifty uh, second minute, Marky Delgado to Altidore for an easy finish. Uh, special shout out to the camera guy who missed the initial play, but uh, luckily they had different angles to show the the actual goal because the run of play camera guy completely missed that. Um, it must have been a butterfly passing by or something. Uh, Alex Bono denies Desmali, uh, and uh, Bush does the same on the other end to tell St. Ricketts with a diving save. Uh, 92nd minute, Piatti uh, sends one through through traffic to pull one back for Montreal. Uh, just kidding. Giovinco is making babies with the goal in the 93rd minute. He picks a 30-yard pass as it comes down to nutmeg Evan Bush. On the volley, what a finish. This is a golazo. You guys have to give special dispensation for this. I don't understand what you were uh, w- when you were saying that. That That's an exception. Exception to what? I thought that was a golazo. And 
there was no exception to the. I mean, you have a thing about inside the box goals. No, Bobby yeah. has a thing for oh. inside the box goals. I'm the one who proved them wrong. No, I don't. Not that I have a thing. I don't right, know right, right, right. have to clear this up with you Stop. guys. It's fine. Fucking don't say things that are not true. That's what <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what an because just the. Just the last one was in the box, too, and I Dude, called it Golasso. I've done it before. God damn it. Barely. You're telling me not to go off, and I'm, and I'm going to go off. <laughs> you guys continue with shit that's I not just, true. I just wanted to get you go back on. involved because you hadn't said anything in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guys, Jovinko, god damn it. What a goal. You know, what? what what's, they made, yeah, they made, it's Jovinko. They made Taylor Twelman have an <laughs> orgasm in the booth. <laughs> Did you guys hear him? <laughs> yeah, I did. Actually. No, I missed I the did. game, so I didn't hear watch, it. Watch the link oh I sent you because you can hear. You can hear the. I just moment watched it with the mute on though. Moment climaxes. <laughs> uh, all right. So speaking of uh, climaxing, <laughs> no, I don't know why I said that. Columbus versus Dallas. Uh, Dallas continues to slide and are now below the red line on the outside of the playoffs, looking in. 50th minute, Hector Jimenez's pass finds Ola Kamara, uh, and the ball uh, hit simply Kamara and went in. Or it simply hit Kamara and went in. So Hector Jimenez just said, yeah, just stand there, bang, ball's in the net. Uh, Mensa will add one in the 71st minute to make a 2-0, and in the 78th minute, Walker Zimmerman will pull one back for Dallas. It's not enough. Dallas, where have you gone? If... I am Chicago, and I have my hand on the panic button. If I'm Dallas right now, I am pushing that panic button. Why isn't this panic button yeah, working? Because here we are in going into September, and if we would have said that Dallas was below the playoff line, no one would believe you. No. There's no reason why this team should be Get below. Get out of here with your stupid prediction show. Yeah. Um, and I... I don't know what to make of this, but I'm not sure if you guys have heard, but San Lorenzo of the Argentine League are looking to make an offer for both Uriti and Barrios. And from what I'm hearing or from what I'm reading, it's like a 50-50 shot that both of these players go to this team. The fact that they're even negotiating, are they throwing in the towel for the season? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, Oscar Perez has got to do something, right? He's going to lose his job. I, I got to figure if he loses these two players and he doesn't make the playoffs, that guy is probably, if he survives the offseason, which I don't think, you know, the way it's looking, if it ends up like this, I don't think he will. But if he survives this offseason, I guarantee that he probably has two months next season to show something. Mm, or he's going to get an all phone? He's going to, well, I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, next up is Wait. Orlando versus Vancouver. Uh, guys, my dark horse pick to make MLS Cup has, has gone really dark. Man, they're struggling. Ninth minute, Redding tries to clear a ball, can't get enough on it, on the height. Instead, he flicks it into his own net. Uh, he nearly makes up for it in the 33rd minute, but his shot takes multiple deflections. Turns into a scramble. Ultimately, the ball goes right to the Vancouver goalkeeper, uh, goalkeeper's arms. Breck Shea scores a vintage Breck Shea goal up the left side, outruns everyone, pokes it into the back of the net. Kyle Lahren will add a goal for Atlanta, Orlando. 
in the uh, 62nd minute. Alas, it matters not. Orlando drop another one at home, and their playoff hopes are all but gone. I um, I disagree with you. I'm calling it Orlando will not make the playoffs this year yet again. They're going to have to wait another season. Um, not mathematically eliminated, but two wins since April. Uh, I, I just yeah. don't see how this team can recover and make the playoffs. Are they going to turn? Um, that dark horse pick is all but dead. I'm calling it. And Vancouver, another surging team here, up to fourth. I'm sorry, up to the fourth seed in the Western Conference, only four points behind uh, Seattle, who's in first, and they have three games on them. Crazy. They have a legitimate shot of getting into one of the top two seeds. Their next four games are at home. And the teams are RSL, Minnesota, Colorado, and Columbus. Wow. That is That's just an easy schedule. That is a really, really easy schedule. But Except for RSL. the next uh the next the ne- three games after that, you gotta go to Seattle, to Kansas City, and to New York. Get your points. Get your points at home. Bunker on the road. Yeah. That, that's, that's pretty much what it is. Seed. Yeah, and then you come back home to San Jose. Another easy victory before you go finish off the season in Portland. They have a legitimate shot at finishing in one of the top two spots in the Western Conference should everything go their way. Yep. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle versus Portland is uh, is up next. Um, I believe this is the last game of the... the it is. The it is. is. God, I can't believe we got it up. there. Uh, 17th minute, insanity in front of the net. Lodero plays a goal, a corner kick in. Uh, Roldan and, and, and Antonilla meet the ball at the same time. Ren- uh, uh, Roldan gets ahead to it. Uh, it gets caught between them. Ramon Torres tries to get to it. Roldan takes advantage of the mix-up. He, uh, he heads it back out to himself, kicks it off. Chara can't clear it, and he juggles it and pokes it into the back of the net to get the goal for Seattle. Uh, 46th minute, Maddox gets taken down in the box. Valeri will convert the penalty kick. Uh, Morris gets stoned twice by Antonella. Uh, Tolo will see Man. red for violent conduct in the dying minutes of the game. This one finishes 1-1 for the Cascadia rivals. Yeah, that was one. That was another game that was shitty for balls and beers, which you all should be <laughs> listening to right after this or in the I next day, whenever we release I didn't it. I think it was a shitty result. <laughs> Shut up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, any guys, you guys have any last words to say before we close this out? Yeah. So uh, one last thing for me: um, there should have been 18 games. We only recapped 17 uh, due to Hurricane Harvey. Uh, Houston versus Kansas City was postponed, so we do send all our our uh, thoughts and well wishes over to the people in Houston and everyone else affected by this uh, horrible natural disaster. Um, like every other, you know, thing that Americans go through, um, they always seem to pull together and come out stronger. We have no doubt that the people over in Texas will do the same. So um, lots of well wishes uh, from uh, our house to yours. And uh, speaking, speaking of those uh, loved ones and, uh, and people we care about in Houston, Lewis and I have a cousin and, and uh, uncle who, uh, who live there and thankfully have been safe uh, or marked themselves as safe. So, uh, Francis, uh, if, you're, if you're listening to this, uh, we're glad you're safe. Also, 
Um, I have to mention, guys, uh, another loved one in Houston, uh, Luca De La Garza. Would, today would have been his third birthday, uh, and we hope that uh, AJ and family, Megan and, and uh, Noel, are staying safe in Houston. Uh, we're glad to see that uh, through social media. Um, you know, it didn't look like uh, they, they were too affected by it. They were definitely affected, just... Um, you know, didn't have any, didn't look like they had any property destroyed. I, I believe I saw a picture of uh, little Noelle outside with her rain boots and uh, umbrella this morning um, oh, to, receding, to receding water, and we hope it stays that way. So, AJ and family, we're out there. We're thinking about you guys. We're glad you're safe. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is LA is Our House, episode 84. I'm saying goodbye. Here's David and Lewis. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, guys. And this is Bobby. Make sure you listen to Balls and Beers this week. Uh, later. Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.